Hello and welcome to the Building Your Path podcast. This podcast records the stories of those who have achieved their own form of success in their respective fields. Today we have Mr. Eddie Newquist, who is a designer and producer of attractions and experiences. Please enjoy. So please describe your occupation. Well, uh, I am a designer and producer of experiences, really. Um, everything from theme park attractions to museum exhibitions to experiences based on motion pictures. And so what would be your personal definition of success? I think the definition of success for me is following your bliss. And ever since I was a young person, I uh, was very excited about entering the career that I ended up entering. And, um, and my goal was to enjoy my career, number one. And really, number two was to obviously have a career that, that can pay, <laughs> pay me some income so that I can have an apartment, so that I can afford food, and then ultimately to, to take care of the family that I would like to have. So I think first and foremost, success is enjoying your career and following kind of your dreams within that career. And then secondarily, for me, success is hopefully being able to manage your checkbook and, and taking care of your loved ones. And you were talking about these experiences. Could you maybe please define the word experiences for those who do not know? Sure. So um, ever since I was a little kid, uh, I would make haunted houses and, um, and mazes and put on shows with my brothers and sisters. I come from a big family with very supportive parents, uh, which I'm very fortunate to have. And ever since I was a child, I, I loved doing those things. And so as I got older, I started looking at how could I take some of my talents in maybe filmmaking or in audio video or in writing and bring those together. And uh, it naturally kind of led me to the film industry. So I started very early um, in my career in motion picture special effects, but that very quickly evolved into designing theme park attractions for Universal Studios. So I was fortunate enough to be part of the team that built Universal Studios in Florida from the ground up um, with a great supportive team and lots of terrific mentors. And from there, I remained with Universal for many years and then began de designing and developing experiences, whether they're theme park attractions or exhibitions or promotional tours for movies for all the major studios from the Walt Disney Company to Warner Brothers and 20th Century Fox. Um, and, and I've continued to work with Universal on and off as well. So it's really been a terrific, terrific um, opportunity to kind of follow my dreams and follow my bliss. And so you were discussing how in your youth you saw interest in these things. How was maybe your interest in high school? What did you pursue that would reflect this career choice? Well, when I was in high school, I did a lot of the same things any kids would do. I, I played some sports. Um, I was in a rock band uh, and I, with my brothers as well as just with some of my schoolmates. And that was always fun. But I was also, in my other free time, making a lot of films, drawing a lot of pictures, um, working on my own special effects. I was very inspired by Steven Spielberg um, from, from George Lucas and, and Star Wars to Spielberg and Close Encounters. And, uh, and a special effects gentleman by the name, uh, or master by the name of Douglas Trumbull. And so I would do those types of small movies and short films and create small experiences around there, or around those types of films. Um, and so in high school, I had teachers who welcomed the fact that I could make a movie you know, in one of my classes, or that we would put on a multimedia slide show for, um, for one of our theology classes. So I, I was 
I had the benefit of some great teachers who really allowed me to kind of pursue that. And I also did theater and acting, which was kind of fun as well. Did you receive any pushback for your interests during these times? No, not really. I think that was the benefit of, of really coming first from my parents, who were very supportive and, and probably seeing something that I was very passionate in and helping me pursue that, supporting me in, in purchasing motion picture film and you know cameras and, et and editing equipment. So that was very supportive. Um, and I also really loved reading. I was very curious about the special effects industry and, and experiences. So, so I read a lot of books from the library about movie making, about theme parks, about the Walt Disney Company or Walt Disney himself. So I never really received pushback. I think it was a subject that a lot of people like. And because I was in a rock band as well as on, on the sports teams and really enjoyed my high school years, I, I, I really wanted to get as much out of it as I could and, and I put a lot into it. So. I think that's one of my lessons is that if you put a lot into things, um, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll feel that, that you get back more if you put more into it. And um, when you were filming, what cameras were you using? Because you obviously didn't have digital technology of today. No digital technology. So it was all Super 8 film cameras. They were small film cameras that had no audio. And I would go ahead and I would shoot short films and then I'd add the audio later using cassette tapes. Um, but I would edit those for hours and make films with my brothers and sisters and friends for hours. And, um, and even with my rock band and my brothers, we would record um, not only on our own at our home, but we would find studios where we, we could record music as well. So all of those were really good experiences in, in production and trying to bring an idea to life. For someone who's interested in this field right now, what would you recommend for them to look into or maybe to learn more about? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, find the things that you're interested in. And if you're just generally interested, start reading books. There's plenty of books out there. That's one of the things that I quickly learned after college because I loved my college experience. I went to Loyola Marymount University and I loved my high school experience, but I knew I was going to need to learn more. So I would still go to bookstores and still go to libraries and just thumb through different sections of performing arts or production and really just find books that interested me. And I think that's another takeaway would be, you know, follow your bliss, but also be professionally, you know, um, be professionally uh, armed and, and focused on what you want to achieve, but also be personally curious. Really get out there and try to find and learn as much as you can about your passions. Inevitably, you're going to find other people who have those passions, and you'll certainly find through books mentors or inspiration and um, and that can be a huge help especially as you're just getting your feet uh, under you. You brought up the, your college and so during high school times what was maybe your process of the application? Were you stressed out or were you, did you have a specific college in mind or? I knew in high school that I wanted to go to a university that, that had a film program so that I could continue pursuing that passion. Um, I was also interested in theater. I was also interested in doing some sports as well. So, um, you know, I looked at USC, I looked at Loyola Marymount, I looked at a number of different colleges that had film programs at that time. And I chose Loyola um, just because my brother who went to USC said, I think this might be a better fit for you. And they were allowing me to get into the film program earlier than USC would have allowed me to. So I, I decided to um, go to Loyola. And uh, freshman year, I joined the crew team. And freshman year, I started making movies. And by sophomore year, I had a rock band and kept continuing the same passions, really, that I had in high school. 
And it was my, I think, junior year where I got an internship at a special effects company. So it all, it all kept rolling forward probably because it, w I, it was an interest that I kept pursuing. And I still did theater. I, I did some acting and things that I was interested in. But, um, but I, I was very hungry to pursue things and to try new things and to, um, and to continue to follow you know, my dreams. Could you maybe describe a a class uh, that you took at uh, Loyola Marymount? Sure, so one of the classes that I took was beginning filmmaking and I had already made a lot of films already, some of the students had not, um, so I had the benefit of having a whole library, a whole stock library of footage that I could edit from which was kind of fun. So uh, the teachers knew I was doing that and they, they, they thought it was fun as well. So I was able to pull things that I, I had shot when I was 15 or 16 years old, whether it was stop action or some special effects, and incorporate that into my new films. Um, so that was really fun. But you know, I took basic literature classes, English classes, philosophy classes. I took some business classes. And the reason I did that was I knew that I wanted to pursue this sort of artistic life, but I also knew that I wanted to be able to manage my checkbook and, and understand the business that I was getting into. And so I constantly uh, remind my, not only my kids who went to LCHS here, but to a lot of other kids as well, that, that even though you're following your dreams and following your bliss, it's also really important to understand how does that industry work? How does it tick? What, uh, what makes it function? Um, and, and it doesn't mean you have to get a business minor or a business degree, but kind of understanding the basics of business is going to help you in your career no matter what. So to essentially research how the industry, as you said, functions and how it goes through the systems of the business side while also putting interest in the artistic side. Yeah, I, I just have found that very important and I still read business books today. Um, I discovered um, the magazine Harvard Business Review uh, right out of college and I kept going to libraries and buying it in airports and no matter what there would be business articles in it, not every article, but, but many articles that I would find intriguing or interesting. I would share those with fellow employees, I'd share them with my supervisors you know, at Universal or other places um, where I was working. And that was a huge benefit because it, it kept my business education moving along even though I was out of college. So, um, so I didn't stop or slow down my creative pursuits at all. I was excelling and working on those and continue to do that. But I'm also always trying to stay at least up to speed with what's happening in, in the businesses that I enjoy. And after college, how did you, as a, I guess you could say, get your foot in the door to this industry? Well, I was lucky to get an internship while I was a senior in college at a special effects company with a gentleman by the name of Douglas Trumbull, who I admired very much. And I had cut out articles about Doug because he had done work with Steven Spielberg on Close Encounters, and he did the special effects for a movie called Blade Runner. Um, so I was a big fan of his, and so to work with him as an intern was great. And the rest of the team at the company was um, really supportive of me as well. So I was doing that as a senior in college. And, and I continued into that um, after college, and then I heard Universal Studios was building a brand new theme park from the ground up in Orlando. And I applied and I got the job. Um, I'd applied for other jobs as well, but didn't get them. And I think the, another takeaway for me is perseverance and stamina. Nothing comes easy. And you have to know that you're gonna have rejection letters or it's not gonna be good timing for you to take a position. But um, having the perseverance to keep sending those letters out or pursuing the types of jobs you want uh, is really important. 
as well as just having stamina because yes, you can get tired and you know, you can get cranky and say, you know, I'm, I'm tired of pursuing this, but um, the more stamina you have, you'll probably outlast a lot of other people, you know, who, who might be going for the same jobs. And, uh, and stamina also shows that you have interest. And so um, I, I highly recommend it. It's not easy, but it's, it's worth it. And so you talked about you got this job at Orlando. Could you maybe elaborate on that? Yeah, so I, I very fortunately got uh, the job of being the production coordinator of the special effects makeup show. And I, um, I knew basically everything a fan could know about special effects makeup because I'd been watching you know, old horror movies and was a fan of the Universal Classic Monsters ever since I was seven or eight years old. So to have that job was a dream come true, and Steven Spielberg was my creative consultant on that from an executive level, which was great, and I got to meet him and work with him, as well as um, the special effects um, uh, makeup really genius, uh, Rick Baker, who'd won many uh, Academy Awards. And so that was, uh, that was really my first you know, job in, in the field of designing and creating experiences. And what I found through my career is I've, I've had the, the pleasure and, and um, good fortune of working with a lot of great people along those lines. And, um, and you learn a lot, obviously, from those type of types of people, but you keep moving that forward and keep taking those learnings and turning them into perhaps your next opportunity or the next dream that you might have. Um, during, your, uh, during your job at Orlando, could you maybe run through um, an, a typical day of work? Well, there was no typical day of work uh, building Universal Studios Orlando. Um, I would do everything from um, helping to write the script for the show to working with some of the special effects makeup artists and, and defining how the you know, gorilla who was going to run out on stage in full makeup was going to be done or how the uh, audio uh, video media was going to be burned onto laser discs for playback during the show. So there was never a typical day. And, and I think the fun part for me, and, and that's continued throughout my career in working with Harry Potter or working you know, on films like Frozen, um, creating experiences around those films, or even Jurassic Park The Ride, is that um, every day is different. Every day has new challenges. Um, but I, I have studied enough and learned enough about how these experiences come together that um, I can help marshal those teams and lead those teams and, and work with you know, the many talented people I have the benefit of working with to help bring these things to life. So it's, it's, not, a, it's not a typical nine to five job, which uh, is really fun for me, um, and it always has new challenges, but, um, but it, it, that also makes it rewarding as well. And so you're discussing your job at um, Orlando, but then how, how, what was your path to then come to the West Coast? So I graduated from Loyola Marymount here on the West Coast. My first job was on the West Coast. I was only moved to Orlando to help build that park. Um, and after the success of that, Universal Studios moved me back to Los Angeles and I continued designing and developing experiences for Universal, as I mentioned, Jurassic Park and Waterworld. But I also uh, then joined other companies and started working on other types of attractions. Um, and that might have, uh, an example was for the Walt Disney Company, I was working with a small company that was brought in to help do some attractions at Epcot Center. So. Um, so the West Coast was really the place for me from a design and producing standpoint. And um, because a lot of the studios that I had established relationships with or, or business partnerships with were here, 
um, that's really the, the area where I've kind of flourished and stayed. I, I, I never anticipated living here my whole life, but you know, when I came back from Orlando, I haven't moved since. And so after you came back, what were maybe some other projects that you pursued? As you said, the ones at Universal Studios and such. So I mentioned Waterworld, uh, the stunt show. I, um, I was the creative director on that stunt show. I was also the executive um, uh, creative designer on Jurassic Park The Ride, um, which was recently updated with Jurassic World, and I think they did an awesome job, so that was fun to ride that. Um, and then I started working with Warner Brothers uh, to design and develop the Harry Potter touring exhibition. And this is an exhibition of all the original costumes and artifacts from the Harry Potter films. Uh, I started working with the studio while they were still making the films and um, we put together an exhibition, had a great team of people and a lot of support from the filmmakers and that exhibition has been touring the world for 10 years and has been seen by um, just about 6 million people worldwide. So that has enabled a lot of fun travel for me. And, it, uh, and it's been a very successful exhibition sharing kind of the world of Harry Potter with people who wouldn't be able to get to Orlando or, or, or Los Angeles for the theme park or London for the studio tour. So it, uh, it has allowed people in Singapore and Australia and China and Belgium and, and uh, you know, all parts of Europe to, to experience the uniqueness of Harry Potter through these amazing artifacts and costumes. And so you also recently mentioned that you were working uh, for Game of Thrones, correct? Yes, I started working with Game of Thrones about um, three years ago. Um, I approached HBO, who, who is owned by Warner Brothers, with the idea of doing a touring Game of Thrones exhibition. And we, we did produce that and deliver it, and that's on tour right now. It just opened in Madrid. But at the same time, we started having discussions about a permanent studio tour in, in Northern Ireland, where the show was actually filmed. And, um, and so for the last year, I've been working to help design and develop that studio tour. And uh, with, with some luck and good fortune, it'll open sometime late 2020, and it'll be a, a complete studio tour where people can walk on all of their favorite sets from Game of Thrones. And so with these things like Game of Thrones and Harry Potter, what would maybe be the, the design or the placement of as you see these artifacts? Well, the, the most important thing is um, to design experiences for fans who would just come because they're excited to, to see these artifacts or these sets in person. But we also take into account that you know, your, your family member, your sister, your brother, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, your mom, your aunt might not have seen the show. So we have to design it in such a way that whether it's Harry Potter or Game of Thrones, a non-fan could come and enjoy it as well. So we try to build um, lots of great information into these experiences and exhibitions and, and they're really kind of like spending a day at, in the world of Game of Thrones or in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And um, they're, they're, they've been really successful because I think fans certainly enjoy seeing their favorite props and costumes and walking on the sets. Um, but I think even non-fans really appreciate the artistry and craftsmanship and just the flow of the experience and, and stepping into these worlds. So that's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's basically a walk-through theme park attraction. And, um, and people seem to really get a kick out of it. So it's, uh, it's very rewarding to not only bring my, my family members, my wife and my kids um, through these experiences, but to also see millions of people enjoying them as well. And you talk a lot about like from traveling to from Orlando back to the West Coast and through all this, it seems like a very big decisions. What would be maybe your philosophy about making these big decisions in your life? Well, th they are big decisions, but um, 
I have, I have often looked at change as being something positive, and a lot of people fear change. Um, going from you know eighth grade to middle school or going from high school to college can be stressful and it certainly can be it, it can induce some fear but I think ultimately as you go through that you find that there really wasn't much to be afraid of and change is good it helps you grow and helps you uh, become a better person and it helps you learn and so from from those experiences I've looked at new projects or new opportunities or changing you know um, a, a, you know, from one business to another, going from one company to another, I've looked at that as always a positive experience. And again, it, it, it can be stressful, it can be challenging, um, it's, it's not necessarily easy, but in the end I've found it always to be positive. So I would, I would certainly recommend change, and, and you should be thoughtful about it, you should do your research, but I, I would certainly recommend being open to new opportunities and not limiting yourself, especially at a young age, because that's when a lot of opportunities can potentially come very quickly to you. And so if you're thoughtful and you do some homework, um, there can be some real benefits to you, not only personally, uh, you know, as you follow and develop your career, but also professionally. And with making choices, and especially these big ones, where do you think that passion and practicality balance out? Well, I think, you know, as I, as I mentioned, follow your bliss is something that Joseph Campbell, who um, was a USC professor, and he ultimately wrote The Hero's Journey and a number of other great books. Um, but follow your bliss was one of the things Joseph Campbell taught. And, um, and it's something that my parents, you know, definitely supported as well. And so I think for me, you first have to do something that you enjoy and that you love and that you are hopefully passionate about. Um, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the subject matter. It could be the team of people. It could be the company. It can be whatever you find in it. But, you know, you spend a lot of time at work and you work hard. And um, sometimes you have to work weekends um, and sometimes you have to work late into the evening. And so it's going to be much better for you to work on something that you really enjoy and are passionate about than if you're not. So I think that's the most important thing. And then secondarily, when you have opportunities or you're looking at your career, you should be smart about it. You only have one career, you have one life to live, and you should map out your life a little bit in regards to your career by doing a plan, maybe a three or five year plan. You could change it weekly, you could change it daily, you could change it annually. But if you have a plan and you have a vision of kind of where you think you might want to go because you've seen other people do it, or you have good mentors, then you should be calculated a little bit about your about your goals and about where you want to go. So it's a mixture of following your bliss and, and wanting to be happy in your career, but also being smart enough to know where you think you might want to go and, and the opportunities you might want to pursue. And the way you speak about it, it seems like you've wanted to pursue this career ever since your youth. Do you believe that it might be okay to pursue other things, maybe change other things? Do you believe that that change then in your mentality is important? I absolutely do. I, I'm very fortunate because I was able to do something that I always dreamed of as a little kid. And, and that's evolved and changed over time, but it really does kind of you know, go back to those early years of the types of things that I like to do and, and, and wanted to create. So it was a creative passion. But I've, I've seen really successful people change kind of their career path after college or after their first or second job and they've become great successes in other fields. So that's why I go back to I think change is good. You don't have to necessarily have a, a passion or a vision to start with, but you should be curious 
and you should at least do some research about what you, where you want to spend your time. Um, but, but change is good. If you want to change careers or, or you find you want to divert maybe after college from your major to something else, I would absolutely encourage that. I would only say just be smart about it. Do you believe that you truly benefited from your education at LMU? I absolutely benefited from my college education and my high school education. I, I think that there were teachers and mentors there that, it, it, in both my high school and college, that that kind of saw a little bit of my passion and, and, and allowed me to grow in those areas um, because I wanted to work hard in those areas. I, the biggest benefit I would go back to is really my parents and my family my, and my wife and my current family. You know, they've supported me and supported, you know, the dreams that I had or the types of, of, of opportunities that I wanted to pursue. Um, but, but there's no question that I was prepared very well in college for, for where I wanted to go. Um, but it doesn't give you all the tools. That's why I mentioned reading books and, and doing research on your own. They, college is going to provide you a really great knowledge base for hopefully anything you want to pursue. And your major will help you get ready. But in the end, you've got to be ready. In the end, you've got to prepare yourself and do your research and really understand kind of the direction you'd like to take. Um, it's not easy. Again, that may change as we discussed it. But, um, but you do need to be in control of your own destiny. It is your life. Nobody else can live it for you. Did you always grow up on the West Coast? No. So I uh, grew up uh, until the age of basically 10 years old in Boston, Massachusetts in Boston, Massachusetts, and then my family moved to Phoenix, and then I was in basically the end of my grade school and high school in Phoenix, and then I went to college out in California and really never left except to go do projects around the world. Were you more drawn to Hollywood and these type of centers of media? No, I really wasn't. I, I have never been a quote-unquote Hollywood person in that regard, you know, with stars in my eyes. It was much more about the creativity and the um, ability to kind of pursue my dreams through, um, through different technologies and through opportunities to create things. So, so I think working in the entertainment industry here in Los Angeles allowed me to work with some great people and engineers and technologists and certainly creative people to help build things and design things and, and, um, and to create the types of things that were in my head. Um, so it wasn't really as much Hollywood as it, it was the creative people and, and the creative services industries that have supported filmmaking and supported theme parks. And so the, regarding education now, what would you believe to be maybe a college, if you are aware, of that would be good for this career path? Well, there's many now that, that not only teach film, but teach all sorts of um, experience design and, and also teach theater. Um, even even programs that teach uh, themed entertainment. Um, so I've worked with uh, kids at USC who are pursuing those um, goals. Loyola still has a very strong film school and very strong program in that re this regard, and I would absolutely take a look at them. But also Cal Arts. I mean, there's a lot of great universities out there that that are teaching the core of what you need to kind of pursue um, really your creative path, whatever that might be. And you said you were uh, working with the kids at USC. Did you do any teaching in your time? No, I, I have spoken to a lot of classes. I've spoken to a lot of um, educational groups and done a lot of seminars. But no, I've never taught. 
And um, maybe, that's, maybe that's one of my future goals. We'll have to see. <laughs> Do you find yourself, and especially in the industry, hiring a lot of um, people straight out of college? Um, I typically don't have the need to hire a lot of people straight out of college because I'm usually working with some very defined skill sets. Um, there are certainly companies that I've worked with that have employees straight out of college, and so I think there's a big benefit. I also think there's a, there's a, a freshness and, and a creativity that, that comes with that. So um, I don't think I've, I've worked with very many kids right out of college other than, than helping to guide them or mentor them. Um, but I know that there's a lot of great companies that do do that, from Universal Studios to the Walt Disney Company, et cetera. So um, I, would, I would absolutely um, encourage young people straight out of college to start looking into you know, this industry if it's something that they find interesting. What would you recommend for somebody that's maybe just about to graduate or just about to get out there into the world of this business? What would maybe be something that they should be looking into first? Well, I think, um, I think, I think first of all, make sure that you've taken classes that are preparing you. And if you haven't taken those courses, then certainly look at books or magazines or even perhaps um, tutorial sessions that'll help you learn more about the industry that you're you know, focused on. And that could be themed entertainment, it could be computer graphics, special effects, it could be really anything you want to do from a creative standpoint. You should always continue your education. But I think the next step would be certainly an internship. Um, if you can find one, there's a lot of good ones out there. Um, and again, have perseverance, have stamina to find the one that you want and to stay um, active in that area. But also find some people that, um, that are willing to teach you and sit with you and, and help guide your career a little bit. That, that has always been a big benefit for me and I certainly have tried to do that with a number of young people who have approached me and who I've met. Um, because it is, it is as, as we spoke earlier, it can be a little scary, it can be um, different than you know, what you might have experienced in college, but in the end it, um, it, it should boil down to it's people who are working on things that they're passionate about and if you share that passion then you should be able to get along you know, with those people and get along in an industry that, that you're excited about. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for sitting down talking to me today, and thank you so much for sharing your short story. You're very welcome. Thank you.